This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cratellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. It's almost your birthday. It is. This is my birthday song. It isn't very long. <laughs> Why did you have to make that sound at the end? Because it's a special early birthday gift uh, i like, wish i could return it happy wednesday <laughs> happy wednesday husband how's it going pretty darn good are you excited you're getting ready to be old oh mm. <laughs> i'm also getting ready to be com- convicted for murder whatever uh, <laughs> at least there's enough witnesses to be able to i did it <laughs> he earned it I uh, did no such thing. You did. Uh, no, it's going well. Uh, I'm. I am excited for my birthday, but I'm. I'm also just excited that it's March. Yeah, I, this fucking year is going by so it's quickly. Zipping by. It feels like it's been one night. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. I can't even deal with it. I cannot. That is ugh, whatever. It's That's like, okay. Warm weather's coming soon. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And then summer, which I always love. Summers in New York. Yeah, I'm gonna need um, picnics this year. Lots of park picnics. Lots of park picnics. Yeah. That's cool. I'm guessing we're not moving this year. Huh? No. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, good. No, Thank you. But but next year for we'll, sure. We'll talk about that off air. No. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it off air. No, we're going to do it now. No. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear. I don't think anybody wants to hear about <laughs> that's that That's a bestseller if ever I heard one. I'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> with their earbuds and in their cars right now being like, thank God, because who the hell wants to talk oh, about Oh, no, I think the ratings would skyrocket. By the way, you guys, just so you know, moving and or finding an apartment in New York City is literally like the seventh ring of hell. Yeah, at least. It's really challenging. New York City is the only city in the entire country where you have to go to look at an apartment with your checkbook. Because if you like it... And like a novel's worth of documentation. For sure. Because it's almost like buying a house in New York City or like a house anywhere else. Because you need like your tax information, your copies of your pay stubs, you need letters of employment you need references from friends like it's insane you need an extensive history you need yeah it's not like just going and getting an apartment where you're like yeah this is me uh this is where i currently live this is where i lived before then and yes you can run a background and a credit check on me no it's not no, like that at there's all like 14 more steps at it it's immense it's crazy so uh yeah so i'm like not dying to move anywhere because i'm like who the hell wants to go through all that all over mm, again? not i yeah, so, and I'm kind of comfortable. Everything around us is building up, and I feel like we're this cute little quaint apartment in the middle of all the chaos. We are cute. I just don't like what we're paying for what we get. It's uh, a good point. I do want a gym. Yeah. Yeah, and fun. a dog washing station. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to talk about looking for an apartment. No, no, we're done. We're done. No, 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 no. Let's move on to the hashtag before everyone stops sorry, listening. you guys. I know you're <laughs> bored with the conversation, but it's fun. If anybody else wants to, I don't know, commiserate with us mm. about how awful it is, definitely reach out to us. Um, any hoosies, let's jump into the hashtag gay relationship goes, goals. Yeah, I think everyone would appreciate that. I tripped over the fact that I said any hoosies. Like, who says that? Um, <laughs> you just keep bringing back one weird word after the other. You said poppycock the other day. I, did I? You did. I, um, well, yeah, there you on go. this episode, in fact. Yeah. I mean, on this show, in oh, fact. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Poppycock is a yeah. good word. Anyway, about um, the uh, GRGs. Yeah. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I are going to pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. 
Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of your adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. So this week we are um, highlighting a couple that, um, as per usual, I like happened to stumble upon. Um, so there's a couple of things that really... M- fascinated me about this couple one and I hope I'm not going to offend anybody but I was very fascinated by the fact that this couple it looked like they were a little bit older like and by older I mean like they're not like in their 20s um and I appreciated that because I love mature love like I think that (laughs) grown-ups falling in love and having love is uh, a wonderful thing um but the other thing I loved about this couple is, you know, as a person of color, I love seeing other people of color that are in love with one another and, I don't know, just making it very positive and very sweet. And, of course, I am talking about um, the House of Broughton. I think I said that correctly, but it is um, a beautiful couple on Instagram, Lawrence and Michael, and you can follow them on Instagram. They are at the House of Broughton, which is B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Lawrence and Michael have individual pages themselves, so you can definitely follow them on that as well um, if you decided you wanted to do that. Um, Lawrence is at Lawrence Broughton, and then Michael is at Hattie's boy, which is H A T T I E S B O I. Um, I don't know. I like them. I just love. They got married in 2017 in October, in October. which seems to be a very good month to get married. It's a wonderful wedding, a wonderful month to get married. Absolutely. Um, but they're dog dads, which I love. They live in Los Angeles, and um, I don't know. They're just a cute little, like I said, couple that are people of color and that that just show that they really care so much about one another. And I just love seeing it. I loved their complimentary wedding outfits. Yes. They were adorable. With the ascots and everything. Yes. They did the damn thing. Um, I love that they have adventures together. They went parasailing. They've been swimming with dolphins, which is like one of my favorite things on the planet to do. Um, they just like, they're just living life together. Yeah, they're like I said, they're just adorable and and they look happy. Their wedding looked so opulent and so gorgeous and just, I don't know, beautiful. I mean, I love their wedding bands like they went all out with the wedding bands, too. Did you see their wedding bands? Yeah, they were incredible. I mean, you've got you've got you got some work to do, my friend. That that is definitely opulence for sure. I love it. And I love (laughs) that they make no apologies for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite. The other thing I like is that they, I don't, I always get excited when I see people, you didn't go on the cruise with uh, me and my family, but they um, went to the Bahamas, we went to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. 
And they went to the Atlantis, which is, I mean, I think when you go to the Bahamas, you go to the Atlantis because it's like the one big attraction in the area. But I always get excited when I see people in at the Atlantis because I'm like, I've been there before. <laughs> like, it's just really cool. Um, but like I said, I love the fact that, it, again, they look a little bit older, like a little bit more established, and a little bit more mature. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with young love, but I just love it when people are like, older and know what they're doing and like all in with the situation and it looks like these guys are just all in and forever i don't know forever in love and forever together and i'm I'm a huge fan of them i wouldn't be surprised if you got some backlash from them because life begins at 40 so i don't think they're older i'm not no no, no i don't even know that i think that they're 40 to be completely honest with you i would call us older as well that's my whole thing like i'm not trying to offend anybody well, but you I'm called not me old say, a minute ago well i mean you are old but I, but I'm saying like older, like they look like they're not in their twenties. Like yeah. they look like they, you know, have been in love with each other for some time. That they're a little bit older. That they, you know, know each other, establish the relationship. That, that the relationship has some seasoning. You know, it, it's been it's it's been seasoned, and I like it. Oh dear! Unlike this one, which is just all salt. Um, <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. Uh, so I will I will uh, finish with saying this: If you have not looked at any of our hashtag gay relationship goals yet, this is the one you want to go see because if you don't know what being authentically yourself and completely in love looks like, they are the epitome of it for sure. Yeah, they are just incredible. And I just want to give them a giant hug for having found each other. And they have an adorable cartoon animated drawing of themselves Mm -hmm. with their doggies too. That is just, like I said, just regal and opulent and they are literally everything. So everyone needs to go follow them again. You can follow their joint account, which is at the house of Broughton. And that is spelled B R O U G H T O N. That's on Instagram. Um, and then if you want to follow them individually, Lawrence is at Lawrence, uh, that's L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, Broughton, B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. And then his hers bin, which is Michael, is at Hattie's Boy, that's H-A-T-T-I-E-S-B-O-I, and that's on Instagram as well. So follow them, love them, tell them the Cretelli sent you, um, and have some fun. Let's take a quick short break, huh? No. <laughs> now what are you going to do? We're going to do it anyways. How Damn. about that? <laughs> How about that? All right. We'll be back in a bit, y'all. Hi, listeners. This is Tony, and I'm here to shamelessly request a favor of each and every one of you. Please take a moment to rate and review our show. It may seem like a small thing, but the way technology is driven these days makes indicators like this one vital. Your rating, your words, they are another form of assistance for this podcast and your community. And I get a kick out of reading them. It means the world to me that so many of you are out there listening or emailing us to say that you're feeling better and are enjoying what my husband and I do. I cannot thank you enough for your continued investment into this growing dialogue about healthy gay lives. Thank you, sincerely. And now, back to the show. Okay, so this week we are going to talk about what to do when you have a difference of opinion. 
I think this is going to be a very interesting one, right? Because as we've always said, we are two very strong personalities mm-hmm. with very strong uh, opinions about things. Uh, so we tend to disagree pretty frequently, mm-hmm. especially since I'm always right. Uh, it's that thinking that causes the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because that is kind of the facts of the situation, you know, uh, there is, a, a, I guess, a proper way to disagree, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's this great website, markandangel.com, um, and they are a th- couple of therapists. Haha, in a couple. Um, and they have a number of really great um, articles. Um, and this one um, we really wanted to share because we like kind of the breakdown of um, what they're talking about when it comes to just a difference of opinion, right? Not like... Um, Solving our arguments yeah, or anything n- like that. Yeah, just n- how to like igno- healthily... Health- healthily? <laughs> healthily? <laughs> uh, in a healthy way. <laughs> yeah, it, it disagreements in a healthy way. There you go. Right. Like how to like have a, a disagreement and not get to argument territory because of it. Right, right. So the first point they make um, is, so these are, um, they are seven ways that happy couples deal with disagreements differently from other couples. So the first way is that both people take responsibility. And this, I think, is really important because you have to, um, you're very, when you don't take responsibility, you're very communicating, clearly communicating to your partner that the problem is them. Um, and that's never the case. It's never just you, right? It's always both of us. Um, and that's what causes a, the difference um, to occur. So taking responsibility for your partner can really smooth over the whole process. And it takes a big person to do that. Um, but once you start doing that, you'll probably experience a lot of relief. Um, I know I do. Uh, I know sometimes I can be very thick-headed and I don't take responsibility for my part in things. But when I do, I feel better because I have some ownership of what I can change and it gives me a direction to go in. Um, And I feel like it's actually contributing something positive to making you feel better. Well, it's very interesting. Uh, A statement that I always try to make when it comes to like having a a difference of opinion is is saying things like, well, this is how I feel Mm -hmm. or like in my personal opinion, I'm not speaking for everyone or, you know, things like that. And and, like even just making those like little distinctions, I think, are really helpful because in my opinion, and again, I'm not trying to say that I know everything about everything, but I feel like when I just personally take the ownership, it lets you know that I acknowledge that you may not feel the same way about the situation, but I just had to voice it from my perspective so you knew where I stood. Not that you have to feel the same way about it, but like, in my opinion, this is how I handle the situation, or this is how I feel about that, or this is what I would like done. But it's okay if you don't feel that way, too. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really important, because I'm taking responsibility for my feelings in the situation and allowing you to have your own as well. Yeah, I think that's really important. The next thing that they talk about, um, the way they describe um, these couples, is that they're committed to dealing with disagreements positively. This is huge. Yeah, and that one may seem a little obvious, um, but you really do have to. Um, you really do have to just be committed to not letting these sort of reactive emotional things rule um, your interaction with your partner or, or with any other human being, right? So. Um, you know, I know for me, my commitment is that I will try to, um, 
remember that these things are not an attack. Um, and I try to remind myself that one of the things I love most about you is how you think and feel about things. Um, and to really just try to make it an opportunity to learn you more as opposed to coming into conflict with you. Sure. One of the things I love um, in the article is they say uh, one effective method of doing this during an argument is to do your best to avoid using the word you and try to use the word I instead. Um, This makes it much easier to express feelings and much harder to inadvertently attack the other person. I love that word, inadvertently. (laughs) It's just such a great word. Um, So instead of saying you are wrong, try saying I don't understand. Um, Or instead of telling them you always try saying I often feel, um, which is so it's simple. Mm -hmm. um, And they say it's a subtle shift that can make a big difference, which I think is beautiful. I just really think that that's like incredibly helpful and ridiculously important. Mm hmm. So the next um, the next one is um, that these couples attack their disagreements, not each other. Mm. Right. That's a word. Yeah. (laughs) So you you know, um, so you really can't have this sort of like globalization of the issue. Right. So you said you were going to do this, but because you didn't, that means you are filling the expletive of your choice or negative descriptor of your choice. And instead just having it, allowing it to be just that one thing. This, this was a one time mistake. Um, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it and we're just going to, you know, talk about it. Right. So instead of a disagreement turning into a full blown argument, turning into a fight, you know, um, you can just, um, you know, not, not try to extrapolate it to, to the quality of their character. Sure. I think it's, I, I loved this one because I think it may, and I know I'm guilty for it, right? Because a, a person's opinion or the things that they do, you end up using against them you end up making that thing define who they are as a person and that's just not fair Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit dramatic (laughs) and extreme right um you know just because you i'm just trying to think of a, a disagreement but you know just because you uh think that Uh, the refrigerator should be stacked this way doesn't mean that you overcomplicate things and see things in a really ridiculous way and you're stupid like that's not what it means it just means that you read things in a completely different way than I do and somewhere we can positively like get something uh I don't know helpful out of the situation Mm -hmm. as opposed to attacking your character right you know like in doing that like and I think that that's like really important and I you know I never call you stupid or you know do anything like that to my but, face correct <laughs> uh, but there's uh but there are times where i will find you uh over dramatic or complicated or and things like that that is just sometimes just not fair right like just because you do things in a completely different way doesn't mean that you're this awful human being because of it you know mm-hmm. it's just not necessarily fair so i i just i've read that and i thought that that was super fascinating yeah and it's it's helpful too they they suggest to remember that you're on the same team um and really what this is is it's an opportunity for you and your partner to put together your big delicious brains and make something beautiful out of what could be a challenging situation i think it's really weird that you called brains delicious well i'm part I'm, zombie I'm, i was gonna say i'm getting a little bit of like hannibal lecter vibes from you right now <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like fava beans. Anyway, the next one um, is they say these couples practice intentional communication, right? So this is that, uh, you know, very basic idea of your partner's not a mind reader. Um, and so you should tell them things rather than assume that they know them or presume that they should know them and punish them for not knowing them, right? As mm. can often happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just communicate clearly, um, you know, and and again, listen. part of the communicating is listening, right? So listening to understand, not listening to reply, right? Sure. Um, and that, uh, that piece about, you know, which we've talked about before, just about like really seeking to understand the other person's perspective, really making it your first priority to truly know what they're saying. And, and, you know, I'm not super great at this and I would love to get better at it. Um, but you know, making the first thing that you do, you choose consciously in, in a, in a difference of opinion, um, is to rather than compare their opinion to yours or quickly blurt out your opinion, really make the first thing you do to fully understand what they're saying. Um, and that, I think, if we could all practice that, this world would be a lot better of a place. And I also think, like, in the in the vein of communication, I think that it's really important to, as a partner, make all of your uh, needs, wants, feelings, like, uh, readily available as mm. opposed to hidden and or secretive in any capacity so it's really easy to just you know uh, one of the my favorite things is because I, I do like to think that like I over communicate in like a very uh, annoying way I'll be completely honest because I do say a lot of things I talk consistently about what I'm feeling how I feel about it and all that good stuff like that but if you do communicate those things then what happens is during a disagreement anything that I say is not brand new to you like you know and you understood all of that from the very beginning and so you may need like a refresher but it's not like brand new information to you does that does Mm -hmm. that make sense Mm -hmm. you know like if you're you're saying that like you know I just so you know like I feel like sweaters can't be thrown in the dryer right like they have to be you know tossed over a chair like that you're disagreement later about throwing them in the dryer like when we're having that conversation you should already know my feelings about them so you're not going to like pretend like this is brand new news and so if I'm reacting because you threw my sweater in a dryer it's not because it's the first time you've heard that it's mm. it, it, you didn't do it because you've never heard that before you knew how I felt about it from the very beginning so that's where our disagreement is coming in mm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um The next um, aspect that they talk about is letting each other save face, right? So they say at some point we all have a mood swing, a bad day, uh, a bit of a temper, um, you know, being cranky, right? It happens. Um, Rather than, you know, pointing it out and belaboring it and like creating a scorecard for it, right? Just let it go. Let um, let that just um, sort of go away. Right. Because you're not really when you don't do that, you're not really accomplishing anything. You're just diminishing your partner and your view of them in your own eyes. Um, And so they say to just let it go. Right. And it's kind of like that book. Right. Don't sweat the small stuff like that's That's a pretty small thing. It's a one bad day, one attitude. You know, somebody 
you know, didn't have enough magnesium that day. I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, but uh, to just sort of let that go. It's funny, and I'm not trying to put you on blast, but sometimes I feel like that is something that uh, I, this is a really amazing lesson for you to like pay attention to. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, you just don't let them go. Like you just don't let things go. Like if you can point something out, like you love to. <laughs> and sometimes I think it's like one of those things. It's like, hey, let's take a step back because sometimes you. Not that you make me feel badly about myself, but sometimes it's like, well, goddamn, like, <laughs> yes, I tripped. Do you have to tell everybody about it? <laughs> like, it's okay if you act like I didn't. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that. Like, I actually would appreciate it. But you love to like, <laughs> oh my god, you tripped it. Just so you know, a lot of people saw that. I'm like, really, mofo? Like, you can keep that to yourself. Like, and we can laugh about it in like ten minutes, but like. Why are you laughing at me now? Because <laughs> it's funny now. <laughs> I know. I know you think that. <laughs> oh, the next one that they talk about is um, that these couples are willing to make sacrifices for each other. Right. So they, they do this. They have this very interesting thing. They talk about, you know, you have your needs. Your partner has their needs. The relationship has needs. And you should put the needs of the relationship first. Even before either one of you individually, which I think is really interesting. Like I've I've always thought that you had needs and I have needs. I never thought that like the relationship has needs, right? Like I've always known that like relationships are work and you know there's compromise and that's just human interaction. But what what I found very interesting is like to think of the relationship as like its own living, breathing thing that like has needs. I thought that was fantastic. I have to admit, it wasn't something I had thought of before. So, you, I, so this is something that I've always talked to you about, like by way of like our like living situation, for example. You know, we live in New York City, so rents are not cheap at in any capacity. But one of the things that I've always shared with you is that like our relationship, what we have for one another, like the needs of what we have as a married couple with a dog and a cat and shit. Like we have a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. things like that, like that make up our apartment. Like I know you would love to uh, spend less money on rent, but that's not the needs of the relationship. That's not our married situation. That's your wants and needs. And if you were a single person, like I'm sure it would be completely different, right? But as a married couple, like it's a little bit different. So sometimes you have to think about that first. Like what does our relationship need? Like we need bigger space or, you know, this space is good. We need to be able to have this. We need to pay this rent, you know, like this. We're If we split it, you know, between the two of us, it actually looks like this to like... N- to give the relationship what it needs first and then you can individually say all right and then within this situation this is how i need to feel safe and or sane and this is how you need to feel safe and or sane and sometimes when you do those things you'll find that your safe and or sane list is less important than the relationship list Mm. because the relationship actually matters a lot more because we're giving each other what each other needs and wants within that scenario first very well said I do want to read um, just this little bit from it because I think it's just so well written. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, The happiest intimate bonds are tied with true love, and true love involves attention, awareness, discipline, effort, and being able to care about someone and sacrifice for them continuously in countless petty, little, unsexy ways every day. Mm. I think it's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. 
Um, so the last one is um, that uh, these couples expect to disagree with each other on some things, and they're okay with it. Right. So this is that whole dispelling the fairy tale business. Right. Um, so, you know, people, you know, people argue, people have different opinions, people disagree. It happens and it's OK. The important thing is that you have this big, healthy, wonderful relationship that exists, not that you had this tiny little argument. Right. Um, and so just accepting that as a normal fact that it's not the end of the world um, you know, and that, that, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with the relationship or you should give up on it. I agree. I mean, I think we've talked about this before when we've said like, you know, arguing is normal, like being able to like have, again, a disagreement or not, uh, necessarily feel the same way your partner does about something is, is not abnormal. It's not something that it is foreign right so you've got to give each other the ability the opportunity to to live in their own truths and and have the forum to come to you as a partner and say these are my truths and this is how i feel about the situation and it'd be really nice if you just acknowledge it again not necessarily agree with me on everything i don't need you to like agree because you're your own individual person you can definitely have a difference of opinion um, but you don't need to make me feel bad because my opinion's not the same as yours. And I think that's the important part. I think it's wonderful. I love it. I want to close with the way they close the article because, again, I think they just write it. Uh, well, he, he writes it, um, this article. He writes it so well. He says, The foundation of love is to let those we care about be unapologetically themselves and to not distort them to fit our own egotistical ideas of who they should be. Otherwise, we fall in love only with our own fantasies and thus miss out entirely on their true beauty. So save your relationship from needless stress. Instead of trying to change your partner, give them your support and grow together as individuals. Mm. That is so good. Yeah, I really I, like the way he writes. I liked this article a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was like super helpful because, again, you know, after almost 10 years of together, like we don't agree on everything. Nope. We actually don't agree on a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, But it's really, I don't know. It's, it's just really, I don't know. This made me feel good because I, it gave m me permission to feel differently, but like to be okay with the fact that you feel differently. Hmm. And I liked that. I like that we, uh, you know, we can still be harmonious and in love and care about one another and uh, trying to get each other to feel the way that we feel about things is not a priority. It's no. not a priority. Mm -mm. It's like, you know, okay, my God, thank you so much for sharing the way that you feel about that. I really appreciate you doing that. And then just letting that be the truth. Yeah. And, you know, it just, to me, it's so funny. Like, we humans sure are silly. Mm. You know, one of the first things that I loved the most about you was your opinions. Um, I thought that they were fascinating. I thought they were well thought out. I thought they were well defended. I thought they were very unique. Um, I thought they were extremely foreign to me. And I knew that they would expand who I was as a person by being around them. Um, and at some point I forgot that and started having a little, you know, tete-a-tete -tete with our egos, you know, um, and it's, it's been so great lately to just take the moment to step back from that and say, I just, 
love how you think. I love how you perceive things. I love how you process them. Um, and even though I may feel differently, um, you know, I could never say that you weren't fully aware and completely authentic. I thank you. That's super lovely. And I 100% uh, relate to that (laughs) because one of the things that I've always said to you is that you are one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met in my entire life. And I've always been really, really attracted to your brain. Like how zombie, (laughs) how your intelligence is, is the best thing that's that I've ever been a part of. But somewhere along the lines, your intelligence became threatening to me. Hmm. Like your intelligence, uh, you being intelligent for whatever reason, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it like made me second guess mine because I live in my own truth. Uh, Like my, like I, I know where my intelligence lies, but I, I think somewhere along the lines, if you were more intelligent about something that made me feel bad about it, like because mm. that like I wasn't intelligent. So it started feeling like your intelligence felt like an attack to me. Mm. Um, and so I stopped uh, being excited about your intelligence and started feeling um, that your intelligence showed itself in a way that looked like uh, I don't, ego. Like, and uh, I don't know that you thought that you were more intelligent than everybody else and, and you and narcissism, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know it to be true. I don't I don't know that to be true. I don't know it to be untrue, but I definitely don't know it to be that. That's not true. I don't feel that way about you. I just think that um, somewhere along the line after. <laughs> 10 years together and headaches and disagreements and arguments about stupid petty mm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just stopped uh, knowing that you were intelligent and that could just be the truth and that you weren't using your intelligence against me. If that makes sense. It does. I think that's what it felt like is that you were using your intelligence against me, but maybe that's a weakness within myself that needs to be taken. Uh, to, uh, that needs to be looked at. Well, we could do that together. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Who wants to hold a mirror in front of their faces and look at themselves deep within? Mm. Nobody. Not I, right? It's tough. Yeah, I mean... it's fruitful. Was that a gay joke? (laughs) It is now. (laughs) I don't... uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But again, we can have disagreements because you are intelligent. I'm intelligent. Like, we can both be intelligent in the same space. Yeah, that is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just have... I think maybe... I don't know. I wonder if that's like a a gay guy thing, right? Because there's always going to be some sort of like assertion of dominance right like who has the upper hand because i because I, I think men are just wired that way right maybe i don't know that i would i'm not just <laughs> i have a different opinion um i don't know that i would take it there because i think that it has more to do with personality like i think two men two women a man and a woman a parent and a child i think i think it's just about personality like you and i have strong personalities and so sometimes we try to you know throw our weight around you know be uh dominant have control over a part of something i think that's more an us thing um and i don't think we're alone in that but i think it's more about who you and i are not because we're two men yeah throwing my weight around did you just call me fat (laughs) 
Yeah, all 80 pounds of you. <laughs> I definitely weigh more than 80 pounds. But thank you for the compliment, I think. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, again, don't disagree with that. I just wonder because, you know, again, we as people, as human beings, we all kind of have a, a natural instinct to kind of be um, the king of the mountain, right? Mm. Like we all just naturally want to be the person in in a lot of things and so and i know men you know as natural hunters um and you know people that uh like to be in charge and and do things uh, like we i wonder if ever that's what it is if it's like an ego driven scenario uh in a relationship where it's like we're two guys um and, and in some way shape or form i need to like assert myself as not the weak one, right? Mm. Whether it's weak-minded, whether it's weak physically, whether it's weak emotionally, whether it's weak in any capacity. Like, I wonder if that's what it is. You know, like, I, I have to... He can't be more intelligent than I am, you know? He can't be more emotionally sound than I am. No, I've got this. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to be weak and vulnerable if he's going to be strong and, you know, put together. Like, I can't be the weak party, like that's just not going to be cute, right? And I just wonder if that if that's a thing. I don't know. It's interesting to ponder. Yeah, for sure. But I will tell you, I love uh, the partnership that we spend every day trying to cultivate. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort, and again, even after ten years, we don't have that shit figured out. Nope. But I love the fact that we are trying. Mm-hmm. Me and, too. I, and I think that that's the key in a relationship. As they say, you just have to try every single day. Use every single day as a, as a new day and try to make it work in some capacity. Now that I can get down with. <laughs> but can you get up with it? Sure. All right. Let's <laughs> well, let's take a really quick break. Just a short one. Just a teeny one. All right. We'll be back. So I'm probably the last person to talk to you about social media. I don't Snapbook. Uh, that's Facebook and Snapchat. I'm not on the Twitter. It's it's just Twitter. There's no the in front of it. And I barely understand what IG means. Wait, you, you don't know that IG means Instagram? No. <laughs> but I do know one thing. There's a bunch of relationship content on all the social media apps. Uh, yeah, that's right. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, we are at Pod Relationship. Yep. Just look for us and follow, retweet, or whatever it is you do to pay attention to us. <laughs> oh my goodness. My husband puts up great content related to the podcast. I sure do. You can help us answer listener situation questions. You can check out past and present hashtag gay relationship goals. And you can get updates on relationship related events and activities. So grab your phone. Open up Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Go to the search bar and type in pod relationship and join in on the discussion. We look forward to interacting with each and every one of you via social media. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. We're very excited to have part two of our interview with Sean and Wayne. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> so exciting. I, I know everyone was waiting. I'm trying to like wean Tony off of the like 
And we are back. Introduction. That's not how you say it. <laughs> and we are back. Yeah, it's that's very, how you say it. It's very like <laughs> Delilah vibes. So oh, Delilah. Delilah. Hello. And I it's love exciting. Delilah, so that's fine. I love I'll Delilah, but she's not on this show. <laughs> so Isn't I, she? And so, I, <laughs> so I just want him to get out of the habit of like giving us Delilah vibes and like do something different. Like so it's different. So every time he does it, I'm like, you are like a rock jock. Like it's like crazy, so I can't I can't handle it. Anyway, back to our guests. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sean. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastical. Thank you so much for coming Thank back. You. Fantastical, did you fantastical. say? That's what he said. Oh, That's what no, I said. That's my thing. Okay. So I wanna, That's what I'm known for. I wanna start <laughs> I wanna start us off because last week we didn't have enough time to hear the story that I think everyone needs to hear. There's so much to go over that we didn't get to. Oh, we will continue this interview, but the Mm -hmm. first thing I want to do is talk about, so what happened Mm -hmm. when you two first moved in together? So, wait, so let's give some context. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. give some context, right? And a refresher. Yeah, 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 because you guys... Uh, how long after you guys had been dating? Because you guys met each other on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not paying our checks, so we're not like <laughs> we're not like supporting them. But mm-hmm. you guys met each other on Tinder, mm-hmm. and then you started dating. Right. Mm-hmm. How soon after you started dating did you guys move in with one another? Like a year in. I would months. say a year. Yeah, That's a good time. Yeah, That's a good time. I ain't mad at that. I mean, it wasn't. Plans that way. Absolutely it was supposed not. Supposed to be around this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was supposed to be around the eighteen month mark, mm-hmm. but things didn't happen. Shit happened. Right. That's exactly. Right. Relationship happened. There can't be two of you making that. <laughs> it's hard enough living with one. <laughs> okay, so you guys ended up moving in together. Mm-hmm. And then, so you guys have been living together for three months now. Yes, mm-hmm. three months now, yeah. So over the dinner that we had gone to with one another, y'all said that, like, what the was first there, two like weeks? Two weeks or you, two months? It was different because, you know, you're used to living with yourself alone. Mm-hmm. You, you just account for you. Right. And there's another human being around. Shitting, another shitting pissing, another doing all the shit. Yeah, person. yeah. Cooking, hungry. It's, yeah. it's just. It was just a little bit much. Wait, have yeah. either of you but, ever uh, cohabitated with anyone you were dating? Never. Before? never. This is my first never. time living with somebody. Oh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this was, and I was running from it for months. Mm-hmm. He he suggested it several times, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> let's let's mm-hmm. wait. Let's wait a little bit because I don't like to rush into things. But the universe would have it otherwise, right. where it just literally. Things happened and shifted it in that um, position, and we just had no choice but to move in together. Oh, I mean, what's the same? I mean, man plans, God laughs. Exactly. So exactly. I was like, bitch, I got this. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was really, it, trust me, I ran from it so hard, and then yeah. it just ended up that we had to move in together. And as I said before, it's mm-hmm. been it's been trying, but I, I believe we've done great yeah. so far um, living together. Yeah, um, I feel for. Sorry, I'm going to have to take it there. Mm-hmm. But um, the first two weeks for me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. I I think that's when I felt a sense of regret a little bit. Revelation, Lord. Because I was just like, oh, fuck, what did I do? This is a relationship like, exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, you'll be all right. I'll tell them anyway. It was, there were some 
issues I won't get into too specifically mm-hmm. that we were dealing with last last summer for me specifically I think was a rough time you know I had my grandmother died right right we had right, some right, right, issues right. between us yeah I was having a rough time at work I was just like mm-hmm. uh like it was maybe three or four months of just like nonstop crap mm-hmm. and um his and his stuff was affecting me too because right, he was right. so stressed out mm-hmm. with the whole thing going on with his roommate and that whole stressful situation mm-hmm. and his stress was affecting me. So by that time, everything was just like slowly like, like building up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that two weeks, I really was like, man, I don't know if I really did the right thing, but I mean, what am I going to do? I already signed paperwork. You know, I, a lot of it was from the stuff that was going on that summer. You know, we weren't, I was, I'll just be honest. We weren't in the best of places at that time. I don't this think. Is true. Um, I think that little slump, mm-hmm. that three to four month slump in there was probably the weirdest time in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We were working through a, quite a few things and, um, it just all just came bubbling up to the surface so much in those two weeks and we had a conversation <laughs> we had a conversation which i think i really had needed to have for a while mm-hmm. i'm the type of person i don't want to have confrontation and so mm-hmm. i just kind of wanted tuck clarity things away. Yeah, yeah. yeah i tuck things away in the back of my mind like i'll say a little bit but not too much because i don't want to scare him away mm-hmm. and i'll say mm-hmm. a little bit more but not too much because i don't want to think that i complain too much mm. and then finally it was like the conversation was had but it wasn't like a blowout it was like very calm like well i feel this way and i felt like this right, for a while right, right, da, 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 da. it was totally like like how we're talking now mm-hmm. but it was so long overdue mm-hmm. that's what did it for me like from that point on i think i was okay mm-hmm. and um as far as cohabitating other than, you know, like little minor things like, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, throwing your clothes on the couch yeah. and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, that I can deal with because, you know, there's uh-huh. so many bigger things in life. Mm-hmm. That's so main. That's so small. I I, I mean, I, mean, I usually yeah. tell him, listen, if there's an issue, just tell me. I'm the person that if you tell me, hey, your breath stink, trust me, I'll be brushing my teeth every day after. <laughs> you know, just tell me what's wrong and I'll I'll fix it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so having that, you know, said, you know. That's how we operate, you know. If something's wrong, we say, "Hey, listen, I don't want you to do this," and we'll f- mm-hmm. find a middle ground and we'll move on. Mm. That's it. So I think you—I I don't want to interrupt, but I, I think mm. you brought up something that I think might be important for some of our our listeners. Mm. Um, is so tension was building. There was a slump or an issue, and when you finally did the thing that you were dreading to do, which was talking honestly to each other, mm-hmm. one, it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Two you're still together. Right. And three, maybe you know how to communicate with each other more now as a result. Mm -hmm. And so four, your relationship is better than it was before? Yes. I would definitely. Yes, I would definitely. I mean, I've I've, said this before in the previous episode. I said, listen, it's these situations that Mm. determine how your relationship is going to be either strong Mm -hmm. or weak. It's that simple. You know, how you get over an issue. If you, it's like, Think of it as a roadblock. You can either one step across it or stay behind it and try to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's it. But if we both can figure it out and step over that roadblock, then we could continue on our relationship. You know, mm-hmm. if you stop behind it, then we're stuck. 
Well, and is that the kind of relationship you would want to be in, right? So, I mean, as awful as it is, if mm-hmm. it had gone the other way, mm-hmm. wouldn't that still have been better than the sort of yes. nebulous, tense, I, purgatory? You learn, right? mm-hmm. you learn And you bring that to your next relationship exactly. and you're stronger. Or you bring and... that to your next argument, right? Right, like right, you right. You know right, how right. to argue. Like, yes. Tony and I have always talked <laughs> mm-hmm. about how there's proper arguing decorum, right? The, the, like, there's, there's proper <laughs> arguing decorum. There's like a proper ar- way to like argue with somebody to mm-hmm. make sure that your points get across, but you also right. hear what's going on at right. the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important. And so you could have just let that argument happen or let it boil over and explode in like mm-hmm. a very bizarre way. But you would have learned, mm-hmm. my God, that was his tipping point. Right, right, right. I wonder how long it took for him to get to, to get that there, tipping right. point mm-hmm. for him to talk yeah. to me. I can't imagine that you would raise your voice. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> <laughs> but like he got to a tense situation, you know, a tense point. So mm-hmm. like what, how long, what's, what's the duration of time that it takes for him to get to this point so that I can make sure that he tells me in the moment so we never get to that point ever again Mm -hmm. because that's not helpful or healthy working, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's like something that's like super interesting, but I love that that it was, uh, I don't know, I love that it was pretty tense for you guys and that you found a way to work through it. Yeah, uh, actually... In retrospect, I'm very grateful for it. So I'm not going to lie. Before that little slump, I was very naive, Hmm. I think. I was like, oh, you know, butterflies and sunshine. It's uh, nothing bad will ever happen. Unicorn farts. Well, unicorns fart rainbows, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. Like, it was, I needed that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I needed that. I, I really to kind of bring me back to reality and mm. not only that I think it made me a better communicator in the long run and it helped you understand me a little more it, definitely it, mm. it was like almost like the veil was lifted from my eyes because having not lived together before it was different because I would have the argument or I'd have the conversation guess what my black ass is back to my house okay. <laughs> you know and he's home so you know it's different but I'm still here He's still there. I'm still sleeping in the same bed with him. So it's like, yo, we can't run from this. You know what I mean? Mm. So we had to figure out a way how to address it enough so that, you know, we're butt hurt about it, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find one thing I find funny mm-hmm. about us, I think, that sometimes because we don't yell when we have serious conversations or when we're angry, that we're like, oh, it's fine. It's totally fine. We got our point across because we didn't yell. No. Like nothing was accomplished, mm-hmm. and I think through a series of those those two weeks, a series of serious conversations, we realized mm-hmm. we're not really communicating. Mm-hmm. Just because we're doing it quietly doesn't make it communicating. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we like prided ourselves on like, oh, we're not going to yell mm-hmm. and be angry, but you can be like talking like this as soft as possible, and nothing is being done. True. Nothing well, it's is crazy being because really I think heard. 
I think there's a negative connotation towards like yelling or like being like right, right, super right, right. emoting towards mm-hmm. a situation, and it's just not fair, right? Because those are raw and real emotions, emotions right? Right, right. absolutely, mm-hmm. that need to be expressed. So sometimes you need to yell because you just need to yell, mm-hmm. and you should have a partner that is capable of receiving that yelling mm-hmm. and being able to dissect it and understand it mm-hmm. and say, you know, things like. I understand you're yelling right now and you're more than welcome to yell for however long your ass needs to yell to get your point across. But when you're ready to have a full ass conversation and act like an actual grown up behind the situation, let me know because I want to fix this for Mm. you because I don't want you to have to yell Mm. any longer to be able to get your point across. Mm. And then I think that you'll eventually get to the point where you're like, you know what? Yelling should come secondary mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. even I always say third area it's not tertiary. a word third area, but yeah. <laughs> I always say third area because I just think it sounds amazing second but, runner up um, yeah right but I think that that is like really important because to your point you know sometimes you can talk in the most amazing Janet Absolutely. Jackson-esque yeah. place and mm-hmm. you know think that you know what we're good because we never Mm-hmm. raise our voices and at one another and then you sit back and look at it and you're like we never got anything accomplished we never talked about anything look at Dr. I'm Phil like, look at and I don't know Nothing. anything about anything and he doesn't know anything about anything mm. and I'm still mad at his black ass and, he's still, <laughs> like, and, and it's just not a thing so I think that's interesting mm-hmm. well and and anger gets a bad rap mm-hmm. um, right, it right, has right. a bad reputation and you know, quick disclaimer, of course, if you're hurting each other, that's a real problem. And that's not what we're talking about you here. Have to, we have, <laughs> Keep we your hands done that. to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Please. I don't think we've ever been physical, have we? No, not yet. No. Not, yet. Oh, you said not yet. Lord help us. <laughs> she got that look in her eyes. <laughs> um, you know, it, anger. The quiet ones you got to watch out. Uh-huh. <laughs> anger, gets, anger gets a bad rap. But, you know, anger is it is a secondary emotion. And it is always in front of something else. Fear, um, loss. Oh, stop. Um, I'm trying to have a moment here. Um, you know, and, and, and if that's what you need to then express the primary emotion that you're experiencing, then that's what you need. And we can work on that anger coming first thing a little later. But right. if that, like bridges are built out of many different materials and anger can be one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it just shouldn't be the thing that you go to. It shouldn't be the thing that escalates, but you also shouldn't be afraid of it. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to say, I feel angry right now, or mm-hmm. I feel angry at you oh, when God. you, whatever, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's okay to do that. But well, we know when each other are angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, mm-hmm. honestly, or at least, you know, I can't speak for you, but for me, it was something I was afraid of because mm. kind of backtracking to my parents is another thing that I noticed a lot with my father. It was just zero to 60 mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I told myself I am never mm-hmm. going to be like that. You know, I failed a couple of times along the way, but for the most part, I try to stay pretty But even. you're human. You're allowed yeah. to, right? Yeah, I, I think for a long time, I really tried to restrain that because i remember you would tell me all the time like i'm scared that the day you get angry because <laughs> he i don't know he's under the impression that i'm just gonna like pop my lid which i haven't but mm-hmm. i've always been so careful mm-hmm. not to let that happen mm-hmm. because i've seen where it 
you know, where it went wrong. And um, I don't know, I guess I'm a little bit afraid to be angry. I've, I've some in some ways I feel like maybe it's wrong mm. to be angry, even though it's absolutely you're absolutely right. It's not, but it's I'm like, normal oh, gosh, I'm like, absolutely. I don't know where it could go, you know. Well, that's I know that for me is what my experience with it was. It was always this demon that had to be caged because I saw mm. what it could do, right? Mm. And I think you know the people I've met who feel that way. That was their experience too. Was someone went from zero to sixty, or you know. Anger meant something very specific in my home, and it usually meant that, like, something made of metal was going to pierce someone's skin. <laughs> like, that's what being angry meant. And so right, I never right. wanted to do that. Mm-hmm, it took me years mm-hmm. to figure out that, like, there is a healthy level of, of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right. based on, you know, what we see, what we experience, like, we may be afraid to to do that. And again, I think that's why anger gets a bad rap. Like, mm-hmm. But it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask um, another question because one of the things that Tony and I, we noticed with like our hashtag gay relationship goals and the things that we were going through is that there wasn't a ton of examples of black gay love. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of that we were able to pull from, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we found, you know, uh, quite a bit of relationships that, um, I don't know that were either all white or like white and something else or, you know, and we are an interracial relationship within ourselves, but as a black gay Mm -hmm. couple, monogamous couple, that's in a healthy relationship, a loving and committed relationship, not saying that any other relationships do not exist in that frame. Mm-hmm. But like, do you feel, feel a sense of responsibility? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, who do you in the black gay community? Like, who do you mirror your relationship? Who do you look towards? Like what, where, who inspires you? That's a funny thing. I, I don't know that we we do, right, really right, do. Right. Honestly, the, the only because I have a, a, another uh, a friend of mine. Ironically, his name is Wayne, um, and <laughs> he's married. Yeah. I know he's married, and um, you know I look to them for kind of advice or you know suggestions. You know because they've been married for a while. So if things happen, I'll I'll say it to them and say, "What do you think about this? Or how should I address this? You know, because you've been through it before." Sure. And they give me like pointers and stuff like that. But other than that, you know, we're up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I forgot. Now that you mentioned it, mm-hmm. one of my good friends. I know. Yeah. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, I was in, I was the best man in his wedding. So. Yeah, I know. Um, they well. I guess really it's because they're out of sight. They they live in California. Mm-hmm. So one of my best friends, he's been married three years now, mm-hmm. I think. And they even have a child now. Ch- and, children? Um, well, fosters. Okay, well. Um, mm-hmm. But one, they have adopted a child okay. officially now. And um, I, I kind of look to him for guidance on mm-hmm. some things. But at the same time, I'm always a little cautious because... I was there when things weren't so great mm. and it was very volatile and I'm like, eh, do I really wanna So you know? uh, so you both said something very interesting that I just wanna like catch. You both said you mm-hmm. look to them for guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Like everyone needs to have that. Mm-hmm. But who do you look to for inspiration? So like I, I asked that question because like for example one of my favorite relationships mm-hmm. that I look to is um, 
Jason Landau and Cheyenne Jackson. Now, mm. they are not an interracial couple, but I love looking at the way that like Cheyenne is in the public eye. He's, you know, an actor. He's a beautiful singer. And then Jason has been, I think he's an actor and a dancer. And then they have twins and that they, you know, have this wonderful relationship. So when I look at them, I see, I can see a future that Tony and I could potentially have. I look at the likes of like Wanda Sykes and her partner mm. because they have like beautiful, because I'm like, here's a black woman, here's a white woman. Like they have these beautiful children and like they have these fantastic lives together. So there's a teeny bit of inspiration because I'm like, ah, this shit can exist in some capacity. Right. Is there any body? I, cause I honestly, and I'll be like, I'm literally going to like make myself very vulnerable in this situation. I don't know that I pay attention to enough mm. black gay couples, right? gay um, couples because they don't really exist in that way. I can't think of any of the top Zero. of my head, other mm-hmm. than the two that we've mentioned. Exactly. But even them, I kind of, kind of like, eh. yeah. in, but in, for inspiration. No, it's kind I, of, I can't I, really I can't think say of I have one. That, that's true. I no. can't say I have one either. So I think this is a great opportunity for our listeners. If you have any, mm-hmm. you can email us because clearly we need to know. We need. I, we I need want examples. to know more. Mm-hmm. We I need examples. To. We need something to hold up and something to look at. Something that people can right. recognize and right, say, right, right. "That's me," um, and I can have that. And mm-hmm. clearly, we don't and it sounds like at least from my perspective you know me i'm gonna do some research <laughs> and i'm gonna find some mm-hmm. um but i would invite that to, i would open that up to the community because clearly we need that mm-hmm. yeah i it's it's kind of, it's i don't know it's kind of funny i'm like i i'm i don't know i'm gagged right now because i'm like i it like it's so crazy because like i can't i literally mm-hmm. cannot think of any other i'm brainstorming I, and honestly, i i'm i, I can't sit here for the next it. 10 minutes yeah. i would not be able to produce it yeah, I can. The news, news, yeah i could news. off the top of my head the only in terms of celebrities i could think of like ellen and portia and the neil patrick is, I thought about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Portia. i hate to tell you this uh-huh. they ain't black no but like those things are like super interesting to me because this like i true. even like i like i don't know i think about the and so tony and i like may not because of we want to like specifically go mm. out and look for black gay couples and things like that yeah. but we also want to be able to highlight black oh i'll say it i want couples i want to find black well. gay couples <laughs> because it's like <laughs> i think it's important, important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too really and um i just have to so i you know all the black gay couples out there like please mm-hmm. reach out to us please we, do yeah we want to highlight you guys as well we're like, going to create a meetup app hello hello <laughs> i like this because we need them mm-hmm. so um so you know we we have a few minutes left but i want to ask you guys mm-hmm. what has been the most rewarding part of being in a relationship with one another and then we'll start there we'll just start with that okay. question first what's been the most rewarding like what no, what do you first. love the most you go first oh boy um well the thing is uh just having someone for for a long while i've wanted a companion somebody i can travel with somebody i can you know do things with together you know 
not just being a fuck buddy, but somebody <laughs> who's there permanently. And this is what I have with him. So, you know, we're traveling here and there all over the country, out of state, you know, out of the, the country as well. You guys are going so to it's, Thailand, it's good. Exactly. Oh, Lord, I can't three, wait. 33. Three, yeah, well, yeah, I got to count. So, count. <laughs> <laughs> so having so, yeah. that is, I think that's the most important thing uh, for me, you know, having him there. Um, if I'm in a, a little rut or something, he's there for me. If I'm sick, he's there for me. But just having him there just makes me feel comfortable. I, I love it. I really, 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 really do. Mm-hmm. You know what's uh, funny about what you said? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's, I don't know, maybe something's wrong with me, but I never, when I thought of love and things like that, I didn't think of anyone like being there when you're sick and like, but that's really what he is to me. Like, it really threw me for a loop one day. I was sick. And he, like, wiped my nose for me. I was like, what the... F-? Like, what? And, you know, I was... Uh, it's kind of yes, gross. You, but I was vomiting the other day. Because I was, like, legitimately sick. And, you know, they're always making... Like, there's always a joke. Like, oh, my God, you're white girl lace then. Someone's going to hold your hair. He literally held my head up while I'm, like, throwing up in the toilet. And I'm vomiting. But I'm also thinking, like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, What? Like, this yeah. is love? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, he, he really does amaze me at some of the things that he'll do for me. And I'll mm. be like, I don't know. I, it almost feels like I don't deserve it in a way. Or like, I, oh, it's definitely. things that I would never even think another human being would even do for me other than like my mother. Mm. But I remember yeah. I had to get a colonoscopy mm. because <laughs> there's like all kinds of like digestive issues going on with me uh-huh. and Tony was so attentive he mm. took the day off he was there he made me take my like pre-cert or pre-procedure like medication and mm-hmm. all the stuff that I had to do and he was there and if anyone and has had a colonoscopy you know what that means and yeah. what it entails <laughs> for the next 24 hours uh-huh. and he was there and he like came and you know, like I was, you know, recover. I was in the recovery room, and he was like, I like woke up and mm-hmm. was, you know, out of my mind. But he was there, right, right, and he was right. holding my hand, and it was so funny because I like woke up and I was like, he is this, he's legit, like, uh-huh. he's here, mm-hmm. he's seeing mm-hmm. me at like your my worst, most right? I know, yeah, not even like my worst, right? But, but, because but, I feel but, like your worst is like your drunken like, <laughs> white girl wasted miss, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like that's like, your worst. You know, like, <laughs> but like I was like, it was like a surgery thing, like your worst, right? right. Where mm-hmm. he knows everything that just happened, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like he's still there and he cares about you, and mm-hmm. he's like holding you, and he dressed me, and wow. I was, like and like all of, the, and I was like. He, this is it. Like mm-hmm. this is the man that I need to be with. Right, because, right, like, right. I don't know. Like who knows the next time you're going to feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. letting somebody in. This is like true. That. Mm-hmm. Right, it, and it, I, it is those small moments, though. Yeah, yeah. Because like when you know, I remember waking up and making coffee for him, and you know, he's like, "Oh my god, that was just the greatest thing," or you know, putting my clothes Seriously. together, or and it just makes a big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm going anywhere, and he's like, "Oh, you got some lint on your clothes or something," and it's like, "Oh my god, that is so." It's simple. 
and it's minor, but it's it's so complex. It, it, it's I just love it. But it's you know? major and well, in, absolutely. And you've yeah. you've been fed fairy tales your whole life, and who mm. knew that it was colonoscopies and lint and vomit? You know, Prince Charming throws up too. I know, and he gets diarrhea. It's you know the saying is is it's. It's really appropriate. It's everything you never knew you mm-hmm. always wanted. Exactly. Right, right, right. Tony and, talk, and that's what it is. Tony and I talk about it all the time where we say, like, I mean, we literally use the bathroom with the door open. We do as well. We, he shits in there and I smell it and it's, it's fine. And it's like, I don't know if it's, it's fine. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. <laughs> no, but it's like crazy. Like, we use the bathroom with the door open mm-hmm. and it could be gross and there are certain elements where I'm like oh certain parts of our relationship like the yeah. romance and like the cuteness uh-huh. is like doesn't exist because of it mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at the same time like my comfortability with yes. him and the way yes. that we are connected to one mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. that like shitting with the door open mm-hmm. does not turn him away true or true. like hearing what's happening mm-hmm. while I that's know going on is not a turn off mm-hmm. is amazing it is. It is amazing, and that is. is a connection within itself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's why I married him. Mm-hmm. Like that is why we will be together forever. And Aww. there's something amazing and beautiful about it that that's I true. just absolutely love. I might sound gross, but sometimes I pick his boogers. <gasps> oh, good for you. <laughs> I Sorry. dig in Tony's ears. I have to put it out there. I literally mm. have picked his nose before. Wait, but do you do it because you're doing it for him or because you like want <laughs> his <laughs> boogers? Like, that's a sick. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because that's like to, you have to like dig in there to get it, right? which means like you're kind of searching for it. Like if it was like a bat in the cave yeah. kind of hanging out, and you're like, I pluck his boogers. Mm-hmm. That'd be one thing. You're like, I pick. What I pluck, I dig. You know, his eye boogers, everything mm, like that. Eye boogers, like I said, I do earwax. Oh, I do all those shit. things. <laughs> I de shine his forehead. Mm-hmm. I do all that shit. I, mm-hmm. get all I don't know if it's love or just a lack of boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's both. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. I think it's starting to get a little deeper to that point too because I've started cutting his hair mm-hmm, he's getting mm-hmm, high mm-hmm, hair mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god what's mm-hmm. left now I like it yeah it's it's kind of cool. I remember the first time Marco cut my hair. I thought it was very intimate and quite lovely. Mm-hmm. But was the haircut good? It was. <laughs> uh, it was. I know what I'm doing oh. when it comes to doing hair. I'm good well, at cutting hair. You can see him bald and beautiful. Bald Thanks to him. Uh-huh. And beautiful. Uh-huh. There are it. two beautiful bald black men at this I know. Yes. Yeah. And one with no edges. I have edges. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I love this. You guys, we thank you so much for joining us yet again. This was fun. Yes, it was. This is literally the start of such a beautiful friendship. I can't wait. wait. Mm. DRM. Damn it, there's two of them again. (laughs) You guys don't even know what happened. If anybody is listening to this, all of our DR people that are going to be traveling with us, Mm -hmm. October is going to be litty. Yes, it is. Litty delicious. Hashtag litalicious. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the second part of this episode and telling us a little bit more about you all and mm-hmm. your relationship and mm-hmm. what y'all go through. I feel like hashtag 
black gay love mm. it should be a thing with a mm. little fist too exactly. it, oh my lord it, it, <laughs> it is just so you know and it's on Instagram and it's wonderful and mm-hmm. it's we a great more. place for examples we need mm-hmm. more yeah. we need yes, more we do, I like this thank you so one last time tell our listeners where we can find you on the social of all the medias yes Okay, so Sean is not going to tell you. So <laughs> you can just mind. Um, ZJ underscore the human on Instagram. Um, it's pretty much all I use, really, consistently is Instagram. So don't look for me on okay. Snapchat. There will be no snaps and no chatting. Um, <laughs> but if you're looking for us on Instagram, we'll advertise our meetup there probably once right, we get right, it together right. in 24 hours and it'll be here as well 24 mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> <laughs> um i like it that's awesome mm-hmm. and again listen back on the episode because as soon as they give us some content and mm-hmm. some information we will mm-hmm. be helping we, we got you mm-hmm. say no more say no more a little, a little unorganized now <laughs> in 24 hours <laughs> we're, we're we'll be together i think hours. i think that's the time frame you gave us last time Wow, <laughs> that's true. Just, that's just a little wow. shade, just a little shade. Oh out my there. lord! All right, we gonna fail you this time. This time for sure. All right, all right. We got you. Now on part three, we'll see. Thank you both again. We're going to take just a quick break, but as soon as that's over, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Hey there, listeners. Here's a little secret. My favorite part of the podcast is the hashtag gay relationship goal segment. Honestly, I love having the ability to highlight queer couples and bringing healthy, loving, and oftentimes adorable relationships to the forefront, giving the LGBTQ community the opportunity to focus on this narrative. So if you know of, are in, follow, or are a fan of a great relationship that you want to share with us, send us an email, relationshipquestions at gmail.com, or tag us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at podrelationship. Let's get back to the show, but thank you for your help. We love you all. And now it's time for our listener situation. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because ain't nothing to it. I boss about my mama whip. My great great grandchildren already rich. That's a lot of brown children on your Forbes list. Frolicking around my compound on my fortress. Ain't nothing to it. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> that was a little rough, but thanks, Beyonce. Oh, dear. Here we go. Hi, Tony and Marco. My name is Gary. Hi, Gary. And I'm a middle-aged professional man working in finance in Philadelphia. There's a lot of middle-aged people that have been listening to our podcast lately. I guess it depends on what you say is middle-aged. I'm just saying there's a lot. I mean, the, like, the demographic has like gone up. Mm. I have known that I am gay for a very long time and have built a network of gay friends and have a great boyfriend, but I'm not out at work. I've debated on this issue for many years. But I think that finally it's time to fully be my honest self at all times, including at the firm. I'm just not sure how to start. I've heard a lot of advice that you give on air, and I think it's pretty sound, so I thought I'd give this a shot. 
Got any words of wisdom for me? Well, Gary, you know, there's the no... The jury's still out. Oh! <laughs> um, you know, he works in finance, not law. Oh, um, <laughs> I just heard firm. I was like, okay, the jury's still out. Um, Gary, there's no right or wrong answer. I would say there's, there's two approaches that I could suggest. One is uh, finding the right person to tell first. Right. And that'll just sort of um, get you going, get you started, help you build your momentum. Find that person. Tell that person. That person could be someone that you trust. That person could be someone that, you know, is a gossip who's going to do all the work for you and let everyone know. That person could be someone who is not threatening or intimidating to you so that it's easier for you to tell them whatever you decide. Finding the first person, that makes it so much easier. It's always that first step that's so much harder. The other thing um, to do, and this is the one that I believe in um, wholeheartedly, is let it be organic. That's great that you're ready. That doesn't mean you have to do it tomorrow. That means that the next time a good opportunity presents itself, which is casual and natural, that's when you bring it up, right? So you can out yourself uh, and you can be intentional about it without forcing the situation to occur. So, you know, some conversation comes up about what did you do this weekend? Or some conversation comes up about, you know, um, you know who you watched a show with or just uh, what you're doing after work. Like there's a, there's a million different things that could come up. Um, and you could just say, well, you know, my husband really loves blah, blah, blah. Um, or, you know, my boyfriend and I uh, went to da 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 Like, you can do that and just make it a simple thing. Um, and I think people respond to that better and appreciate it more. Um, but I guess it really depends on your self-confidence, your savvy, your attitude. Um, but I would think that either one of those things would probably work out pretty well. Yeah, I don't know that it's anybody's business, to be completely honest with oh, you. But he wants to do it. Yeah, and well, it wasn't finished. Sorry. Um, I don't know that it's anybody's business, and I don't think you need to have a parade behind it either. But I like your idea of letting the organic conversation take place. And then when that takes place, like, then that's when you let the information out, you know, who are you bringing to the Christmas party? Like, and then you can say that, you know, or again, what did you do this weekend? Or, oh, my God, have you seen A Star is Born yet? Yeah, my boyfriend and I went to go see it. Like, then you can start doing it that way and making it a little bit more organic. I wouldn't make a big deal about it because going to my first point it's not everybody's business. Mm. And I also don't think that, and maybe this is just me projecting, but I also don't know that I think that your goal is to like put a magnifying glass on your sexuality within the office. Like, I think that that could be a huge, uh, and again, maybe I'm projecting, but a huge turnoff for me where I'm like, ah, I didn't want and or expect all this attention. Um, So maybe it would just be beneficial for you to just kind of, take a step back and like, you know, do it in an organic kind of way to make your uh, colleagues know and understand what's going on. But then at the same time, not like end up having to go around and be gossipy about it, you know, be like, oh, my God, can you believe that Gary is, you know, like maybe it's just a little bit more simple and to the point. But I think that's great that you care that much about your relationship right now that you do want to make it, you know, known. Um, I, I think that that is fantastic and more power to you for doing that and, and showing your partner that respect. 
Um, I, I think that that's wonderful. But again, I, I just don't know that I think it's everyone's business. And I think that the way that you should do it should be evidence of how important it is to you, but not in a gossipy manner. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as a person who is out at work, um, I think that, you know, you really have to sort of read the room, read the culture, have the understanding. Not that that should inform your decision to do something, but it may um, augment your execution. Uh, and so I know there's a lot of people that I just never made it a point to tell directly because there was no need to. And, and that determination wasn't always governed by how I thought they would react. It was also governed by like, we don't have a relationship at work. Like I don't know you. I don't see you. I don't, you know, it's not meaningful. Right. So it's kind of like when you come out in general, right. To your family, for instance, you know, your parents, your grandparents, your whatever's, whatever's. But when you get to like your 15th cousin, seven times removed who lives in some County, you can't even pronounce like, do you have to like make it a point to go tell them? Probably not. Probably not. But you know what? If it's important to you, then do it. But L- I, I ludicrous think... said it. Be- ludicrous said it best mm-hmm. when he said, "Stay out my business, my business. <laughs> Stay the fuck up out my business, because it's mine, all mine." <laughs> And and there you have it. Take the advice of Ludacris. Ludacris, for sure. I know, right? No, I agree with you. Like, again, you don't need to make a a parade out of the situation. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a declaration in some capacity. I 100% agree with you. I think it's nice. And I love it. Good advice. Thanks. Good job, Mr. Critelli. So was yours, Mr. Critelli. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to stop it right there as a reminder, y'all... Check us out on IGTV where you can hear the second listener situation on IGTV, which is going to be amazing. Um, check out at Pod Relationship on Instagram and check out IGTV and see our behind the scenes post show conversation about the episode, uh, about our guests and about the listener situation. We would love it if you guys gave us some feedback and told us a little bit more about your thoughts behind it. Um, And we hope that you guys continue writing in so that we can, I don't know, read your letters either here on the show, on the podcast, or on IGTV. So email us. That's, I'm sorry, relationshipquestions at gmail. One of these days I'm going to get it right. One day. Season three. Yeah, we're fingers crossed. Uh, Email us at relationshipquestions questions at gmail.com or you guys can dm us or message us on instagram facebook and or the twitter and that is at pod relationship we're gonna take a quick break but we'll see y'all bitches in a bit doodles So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Can I mimic that? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) At Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us (laughs) and tell the count. Please. Um, you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address here on the 
show. I'm not imitating that. And don't forget to check out our IGTV channel, Relationship, for a behind-the-scenes post-show conversation about this week's episode and our second listener situation. Tony and I are going to harass those Putin ears next week. <laughs> Get them cropped. And remember, unless you're sure, you better not say shit. <laughs>